Welcome to episode 17 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Nain. By day, I host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. And by night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who just loves Jesus and wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you are in the right place. I'm not sure if you know your love language. Let me see if I can get them all right. There's physical touch, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. There, I did it. And what's really challenging in marriage is if you and your spouse have different love languages. See, it's easy to love people in your love language because you understand it, but it's a little bit of a challenge to love them if it's different than yours. Now, this was kind of eye-opening to me. I read a book a couple years ago that talked about kids and their love languages, and it just had never occurred to me that our children have love languages, and oftentimes they're different than ours. And kids aren't like adults. You can't just say, what is your love language? You sort of have to figure it out. And one of the best ways to figure it out is look how they love other people, because we tend to naturally gravitate to showing love in our love language. Now, if you've got a kiddo whose love language is words of affirmation and yours is not, (laughs) I've got help for you. Noteworthy kids are cute little tear-off notes that you can just pop into a backpack or a lunch bag or tape to a bedroom mirror to help encourage your kids. Now, we all wish that we could be Pinterest noteworthy moms, but let's just face it, life happens. (laughs) And that's why Cynthia Yanov came up with this idea. So you can can encourage your kids even when life is busy. And I think that's what this came from as a place just in my own life where I look back and there's just missed opportunities and places where my kids needed to be encouraged. It, you know, it says in Thessalonians, encourage one another, build one another up. And, and so I think that starts in our home and it's just being intentional and doing those things that encourage our kids. You know, some people seem to have this encouragement gene. It just sort of comes naturally to them. And then some of us have to be really intentional and work at it. Are you a natural encourager? Oh my goodness, no. And in fact, that's what we laugh about. My kids tease me in our house because I'm not a great apologizer, but I didn't know it. And apparently I'm not a great encourager, which makes me sound worse, I think, than it is. But I really have to work towards that. And I think that there's so many opportunities for our kids to encourage them. Not, Not like walking around, always building them up like, you're the best. Everything you do is great. Not that. But those places where they get it wrong, the places where they don't make the team, where they feel like they don't fit in, building in our words of encouragement there, but not only our words, also there's scripture on these notes and building in God's word of encouragement for them. And so, yeah, I'm not good at it. And that's why I wrote these 50 notes every child needs to receive. And you just grab one, rip it off. I have three kids, three different ages, and I just wrote everything I think they might encounter where they would need some encouragement. Let this be an intentional way to encourage them when maybe you don't have the words. I love that you brought scripture into it because I think a lot of times we can puff up our kids, other people in our lives with just world stuff, which really doesn't have a lot of depth or grounding to it. And it's as empty as the world's promises are. But when you ground it in scripture, there's actually truth backing it up. One of my favorite notes that um, that we have is the one where it just says you do you and talking about not comparing yourself to others. Don't worry about what's going on social media or otherwise, but you're created uniquely. And we point out that scripture that, you know, God has plans for you. He created uniquely for a time such as this. And so you can have the courage. I mean, that's the root word of encourage is courage. You can have the courage to be yourself and do what you were created to do, even when it looks completely different from what's going on around you. 
And I love that you've taken some of those statements that are kind of worldly statements like you do you or you can stand alone and you've brought them back in a biblical way, you know, because so often those things kind of get twisted uh, to sort of justify, you know, your own uh, carnal behavior. But instead, these bring you back to the cross. Right. Well, that's exactly it. And I think that um, I just I was talking to someone the other day who said they had seen our notes and they said their mom had written this person and notes of encouragement and put them in their lunchbox as a kid. And she as an adult still had them. And it really spoke into how that her parents' words still encourage her. And I think that's important. But to your point, we really, at the end of the day, God's word is what matters. The standards of good parenting, those are going to change. The standards of what's successful in life, that changes. But God's word does not change. And he defines what is success and what's failure and where we're getting it right, where we're getting it wrong. And so pointing our kids back to those truths, I think that's key. And so I think we all believe that and we want to do that, but it's just, you know, finding those intentional ways to do that. And that's our hope with ChristianParenting.org is we just have a community of parents that walk together, trying to raise our kids together in the Lord um, in today's culture. I saw something on a, on, on a website a couple of weeks ago where this mom had written a note in her son's lunchbox. And she said to him, did you see the note that I wrote? And he said, yeah, mom, I wrote back to you. And so <laughs> she was so excited. You know, she goes to the lunchbox and she opens it up. And on the back of the note she had written, it's a dear mom, you might have forgotten. I don't like grapes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That falls under the parenting um, adage that nobody needs me to tell them that no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> and I think we've all done this. I mean, I have um, a middle schooler and a high school right now, but you know, middle school son, and I can totally see that happening. But I also know in those tiny little places, and you know, raising girl, your girls as well, those places where you, you're trying to speak truth, you're trying to encourage them to build them up, to point them back to the Lord. And you feel like, they're not getting it. I've failed. And then it shows up a year later or five years later. And they say, I remember when you told me this or where you pointed me to this in scripture. Just know that we're planting seeds that we may not see immediately, but the Lord will work through that. You can find out more about Cynthia and the work she does at ChristianParenting.org. Noteworthy Kids has sold out. If you'd like to receive a set of these note cards, enter to win when you email win at fln.org with kid notes in the subject line. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for our next episode on Tuesday morning. Now, if you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to FLN ln.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know that Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news or enjoy some family time with Family Life kids. There's if that makes sense, a Family Life original podcast where they talk about what life is really like as a Christian in your 20s. And then 10 minutes with an interview program with faith-based artists and speakers. They're all free and on demand at fln.org/podcast. <laughs>